Welcome to the Stephanie Humphrey Podcast. We are a faith-based podcast featuring biblical teachings, Stephanie Sip and Say, and book discussions with author Stephanie Humphrey. Tune in to hear a word from the Lord and to tap into Stephanie's heart. We hope you enjoy listening and don't forget to subscribe. Blessings. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You are awesome. Hallelujah. God, we praise and we worship your name. Hallelujah. God, we give you glory. Hallelujah. We give you honor. Hallelujah. God, we give you praise. There is none like you, Lord God. Hallelujah. In all the earth, and we honor you on tonight. Hallelujah. We give your name glory. Hallelujah. You are so worthy. Hallelujah. Worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. God, you are a good God. You are a mighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you are so welcome. Hallelujah into this atmosphere. Hallelujah. You're welcome into this place, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. So I just praise God. Well, it's been a week. <laughs> It's been a week, let me tell you. So when I'm praising God and releasing some, uh, speaking in tongues, just re- just releasing unto the Lord on tonight, because it's been a week. It's been a blessed week. It's been a good week, but I'm going to tell you, it's been a busy week. It's been a really busy week getting some work done for the families and the children that I work with. So I just honor the Lord. I give God all the glory. I give him all the honor and all the praise because he alone is worthy. <laughs> God alone is worthy. Hallelujah. And I dare not let another minute go by. Hallelujah. Without me praising my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because God is good to me. Hallelujah. Every moment that I can take breath on my own. Hallelujah. I can say thank you, Jesus, because that's a moment that God is good. So I celebrate the Lord on tonight. Hallelujah. Our God is a faithful God. He's an awesome God. He's a great and a mighty God. And we welcome you into this place. God, you are welcome. Hallelujah. Into our home into our atmosphere, into our office, into our car, wherever we are at this moment. God, we welcome you in. We ask that you will have your way, God, that you will move by your spirit. Hallelujah. I ask that you will touch every person under the sound of my voice, Lord God, that you will meet them right where they are. God, that you will meet every need right now in the name of the Lord Jesus, God. You know the needs of our heart, the needs of our mind, the needs of our soul. God, you know our physical needs, our financial needs, God, and I ask right now in the name of the Lord Jesus that you will supply all of our need according to your riches and glory, that you will show yourself strong on our behalf, that you will show yourself God on our behalf, that you will intervene on our behalf, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare, Lord God, that everything, Lord God, that we are praying about, Lord God, according to your will, God, that you will answer, God, that you will do that, God, that you will do it, God, that you will open the doors, God, that you will open the windows, God, that you will make ways in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, hallelujah, God, that you will give us a spring, hallelujah, of river uh, overflowing in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, in this what would seem our dry season, God, that you will let a river spring forth in what would seem our dry season, hallelujah, God, I thank you, oh God, that you are performing your good work in us, Lord God, that you are fulfilling promises, God, that you are answering prayers, Lord God, that you are meeting every need. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord God, that you meet every need. Hallelujah. 
according to your riches and glory. God, God can't nobody do it but you. <laughs> oh, God, we have some petitions before you tonight that can't nobody do but you. Hallelujah, God. If you can't do it, it can't be done. Hallelujah, God. And we are trusting in you. God, we are believing your word. Hallelujah, God. Your written word and your spoken word. God, we trust you. Hallelujah. We trust the author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. We trust our creator. Hallelujah. We trust in you tonight, Lord God, and lean not to our own understanding. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, but we acknowledge you tonight, God, in all our ways. God, direct our path, God. Guide us. Hallelujah, God. Show us the way, Lord God, for we are trusting in you. Our hope is in you. Oh, God. Our hope is in you on tonight. Hallelujah. And we give you glory. Hallelujah. We give you honor and we give you praise. Hallelujah. God, for you are worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. Nobody, nobody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can't find nobody. Hallelujah. And God, we thank you. God, we give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm just, I'm so excited tonight. God is so good. He is so good. Even in the midst of hard weeks and even in the midst of life being on overload. <laughs> God is still good. I'm telling you, I was shooting emails this week, trying to get some work done, like I said earlier, for my families that I work with, for the children that I work with. I mean, I was rolling this week. And so it just feels so good to be in the presence of the Lord with you on tonight. Lord God, hallelujah. Thank you. It's good to be in the presence of the Lord by ourselves, but it's so much better together. Amen. Where two or three are gathered together in Jesus' name, he is in the midst. So I thank God. For his presence on tonight. Hallelujah. So welcome to our Bible study. We're going to get right into the word. Look, for those of you who are listening and looking on YouTube live, if you have questions, you know, during the Bible study, I'm going to be more diligent about checking the chat so that I can see if you have questions, if you have comments, so that I can answer those for you on tonight. Amen. Amen. So let's get into the word. I have quite a few scriptures for us tonight. So I'm going to try to put them in the chat if I can. I might wait till afterwards and type everything in the chat while I'm um, reading some of your comments and questions if you have some. So just be patient with me doing that. Amen. Amen. So Last week, we talked about let's get it done in 2021. That's the theme that the Lord gave to me personally and to Be Free Ministries on this year. Let's get it done in 2021. So we talked about getting some things done, really some external things, um, uh, writing a book, starting your business, launching your nonprofit, starting your podcast or your broadcast, whatever the Lord has put in your spirit to do. He has decreed and declared to us that we're going to get it done in 2021. So we talked about those things last week, and this week is going to be a part two. I didn't even know that there was going to be a part two until I think um, this is Thursday. I think maybe Tuesday night, I realized that, oh, we're going to do a part two to let's get it done in 2021. We dealt with, again, the external things that we can do, those outward things that we can do. But tonight, we're going we're gonna to talk about some inside stuff. <laughs> tonight, we're going to look at our heart and look at our mind and look at our emotions. We're going to talk about that on tonight because there may be some some residue or some things that are within us, or maybe some unforgiveness, some hurt, some pain that is still residing within us. And God is saying that we need to get that done in 2021. We need to allow him to heal us. We need to allow him to deliver us. We need to allow him to do the work within us so that we can be the full of who he has called us to be. So tonight we're doing an internal work. We're going to get some things done in 2021 so that we will have no hindrances, no blockages, 
blockages that would keep us from doing what God has called us to do this year. Amen. Amen. So let's just deal with our heart on tonight, our mind and our emotions. Amen. Amen. So our principal scripture on tonight is Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. And before I read it, I want to remind you that I mentioned last week destination points. We mentioned those destination points, those points in our history where we can look back and we can see how the Lord has blessed us. Even those destination points or those destiny points where we can look back and see the accomplishments that we have attained in our life. For example, uh, earning a degree, getting married, you know, starting a new job, starting a business, you know, writing that book, those accomplishments that we have attained, those are our destination points. We can kind of look back in our history and see how far how far the Lord has brought us or see um, the victories that we have um, that we have uh, received from the Lord. We can see the ways in which we have become an overcomer in some areas. Hallelujah. So tonight we're gonna talk about some detrimental points. When the Lord said that, I was like, okay, God. So some detrimental points. So let's look at our principal scripture. And we'll slow down just a little bit. Philippians 3, chapter, chapter 3, verses 13 through 14. It reads in the King James Version, Brethren, I count not myself to apprehend it, but this one thing I do, Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore as many be perfect, this is verse 15, be thus minded. And if anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you with our principal scripture really focusing in on verse 13, excuse me, verse 14. Actually, we're going to, verse 13 and 14, ha, 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 even though I did read 15 because that's relevant to us tonight as well. Brethren, I count not myself to apprehend it, but this one thing I do, forgetting what's behind, and then verse 14, pressing to what is ahead. So that is what the Lord is desiring for us to do tonight, for us to forget those things that are behind so that we can press forward to the dreams and the visions and the destiny that he has set forth in us to be birthed out this year. Amen. Amen. And so when we, when we think about this scripture, when we think about forgetting things that are behind, I think sometimes when we read this scripture, we think, okay, I've had these bad things to happen. I've had some bad situations. I've made some wrong decisions. But if I read this scripture and just forget about it, it's going to magically go away. That is not the case at all. I don't believe that is what Paul was saying at all. But I do believe that what Paul was saying is that when we do experience those detrimental points in our lives, and let me tell you what detrimental is. So detrimental is, um, here it is, detriment or detrimental is loss, some loss that we have experienced, some damage that we have experienced, some harm and some disadvantages and injuries that we have experienced in our lives. Those are those detrimental points, those times in our life where maybe we made a wrong decision, for example, marrying the wrong person, taking on a job for just the money and not because God led us to do that. Um, bad money decisions. For me, making a determination out of fear and not out of faith. We can all look back and see some, some wrong decisions, some bad decisions that we have made in our lives that have caused some harm, that has caused some injury, that has caused some loss or some damage to our self-esteem, to our emotions, caused some brokenness in our heart, even some damage to our mental state. And so God is, is declaring and decreeing to us on tonight, healing and deliverance. You'll see God is declaring healing and deliverance to us on tonight. Amen. So in order for us to be able to forget those things that are behind, we actually have to pinpoint those things so that we can deal with those things. Amen. 
Amen. You know, we, we, we might look good on the outside, but sometimes we are broken on the inside. And God in his word declares that he makes all things new. He just doesn't want our outward appearance to be new, but he wants our heart to be new. He wants our mind to be renewed. He wants our emotions to be renewed so we can be the whole new individual that he has created us to be. Amen. And the only way we can do that is with, is, is, is if we deal with ourselves, <laughs> if we deal with ourselves and we deal with some of the hurt and the shame and the pain and the injury of our past. Amen. Amen. So how do we do this? You know, how do we get past these detrimental points? Well, let's just talk about it a little bit. First of all, this is going to be a short teaching tonight because I'm already in here. First of all, we need to admit we need to just be honest with ourselves. We need to be honest that, man, when that man, you know, broke me up or when that woman left me at the altar, it hurt. Like, that hurt, you know. Experiencing this divorce, it hurt. Experiencing a, a job loss, man, that that hurt. That has really messed with my emotional state and, I, and my mental state. Dealing with sickness, loss of a loved one due to COVID-19 or loss of a loved one due to cancer or the many other diseases that we were dealing with before COVID-19. Loss of a lo loved one has really caused some pain and damage to my heart. Losing a loved one because of police um, violence and because of you know, the a racial um, racism, let's just call it what it is, racism and bigotry against black and brown people and losing a loved one because they have been shot by the police. You know, they didn't have a time to surrender. They didn't have time to, you know, put their hands up. They didn't have time to comply with what the officer was saying. So even experience that loss of sudden death, you know, because of gun violence um, in our communities or police violence in our communities. So we have to admit that that, that caused some pain like that hurts, like that caused some damage and some in injury to me. So first we have to admit those places or those points in our lives where we have experienced something from our past that has caused us to, you know, be harmed. We have to just admit it, you know, that one some Sometimes it can be really hard to admit I made a bad decision. Like I just have to say, I'm, I just married the wrong person. I fell in love with them. I didn't recognize that they were only supposed to be with me for a season. I fell in love. We got married, and it's been hell ever since. You know, sometimes it is really hard for us to admit that we've made some bad decisions, that we made some wrong turns in our lives. But the only way we can be healed, the only way we can be delivered, the only way we can be the whole individuals that God has called us to be, is if we can confess it. We have just got to admit it to ourselves. And, and the Bible says in um, 1 John chapter 1, verse 8 and 9, it says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he, meaning God, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, not only have we made some bad decisions in our life, sometimes we've seen, sometimes we've been the one that have caused harm. We have been the one that has caused injury to someone else. We have um, cut people with our words by speaking, you know, harmful words to them, by talking about them, by, by decimating them right in their face. So we are the ones that have caused harm. Sometimes we have been the one that have, you know, broken off the engagement or, or, or um, decided on the divorce. Like we have been the, the causer of the harm and we have to get those things right as well. We have to get those things right in our heart. And the Bible says if we confess our sins, if we confess our wrongdoings, if we confess God, you know, I just cut somebody out and I just, and I just need to repent for that. If we confess the Lord is faithful and he is just to forgive us from all of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We just have to admit it, you know, Romans 3 and 23 also tells us for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So all of us have some detrimental points. Some of us have had some things done to us, like sexual assaults, rape, 
Some of us have been caught up in sexual, um, sex slave trafficking or labor trafficking, some things that were really beyond our control, but we might be still dealing with the consequences of someone else's actions. Yes, we might be dealing with the consequences of our own actions, but we also might be dealing with the consequences of someone else's actions, and we may still be harboring unforgiveness in our heart. That unforgiveness will eat at you. That unforgiveness will be a poison to you. So God is saying even for us to forgive, that's the next one. That we once we admit that we have been harmed, or once we admit that we have caused the harm, then we need to forgive. We need to forgive ourselves, and we need to forgive the person who has harmed us. Amen. So I've got a, I've got a lot of scriptures on forgiveness. Forgiveness. Like I said before, if we harbor unforgiveness, it is like a disease. It is like a poison to our system. It could cause physical harm, mental harm, uh, you know, mental anguish, uh, emotional anguish. So forgiveness is a key part of allowing those detrimental points to turn into a destiny point. Forgiveness is a key component of us overcoming, of us getting the victory, of us living the life, the good life, the abundant life, <clears throat> excuse me, that God has destined for us to live. So I've got quite a few scriptures on forgiveness, all right? First uh, John, this is about forgiving ourselves. First John 1 and 9, if we say, I just, did I just read that one? Let me see. Yeah, I just read that one. So I'm reading. No, actually, yep, I just read it. And I'm gonna read it again. If we say that we have no sins, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us. So when we confess our sins before the Lord, even when we have harmed somebody, even when we have said and done things that were not pleasing unto the Lord, even if we have been disobedient, we can ask God to forgive us, and we and He will forgive us. But you know, a hard thing sometimes can be for us to forgive ourselves. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Let yourself off the hook. Release yourself from the harm that you have done unto others. Release yourself from the guilt and the shame. There is therefore no condemnation to those of us who are in Christ Jesus, who follow after the spirit and not the flesh. God will forgive you and he will take the shame of that bad decision. He will take the shame of you harming someone else. He will take that shame away. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God will take the guilt away, but God is asking you to confess it, to give it to him, to cast that care upon him, for he cares for you. Amen. Amen. And one thing, I did forget to share one thing earlier, but I'm going to share this. One of the hardest um, areas in my life where I had to forgive is when I harmed my sisters and my brothers. So I'm the oldest of four siblings. Um, so it's, I have one, uh, one sister and two brothers. And I remember when my mom bought our first home, uh, we lived with my, our grandparents for a long time. And when my mom for, bought our first home, I was 15. And I had, I lived in a single parent home, so I had to watch my siblings sometimes while my mom went to work. And I, it, I grew angry. I grew very angry that I had to watch them because, you know, I don't want to watch my younger siblings. I want to hang out with my friends or do different things, but I had to be home to watch them because my mom, she had to work to take care of us. And I grew angry and I grew resentful towards my brothers and my sister. And that anger and that bitterness and that resentment, it turned to me harming them. Like I mistreated them. I really did. I didn't say the things to them that I should have said. I wasn't nice to them. I caused harm. And once I got a little bit older and I recognized that, dog, Stephanie, you really were mean to your siblings. Like you did not treat them right. You said some really mean and nasty things to them. I had to go back and I had to get it right with my sister and my brothers. I asked for their forgiveness and thank God that they forgave me. Hallelujah. And the consequences of those actions, thank God, God forgave me. My siblings forgave me and I was free. God healed me. God delivered because I felt so much shame and so I was so ashamed at the way that I treated my siblings. I felt so guilty, you know, for treating them. They were younger. They didn't deserve that. They did not deserve it. But out of my anger, I mistreated them. And so I did get it right with them. They forgiven me and thank God, you know, we we have good relationships, you know, with each other. And sometimes we just got, sometimes we just got to go get it right. The Bible says, and Matthew, I don't think, 
I um, added the Matthew scripture. I'm going to have to, to get it for you later. But the Bible says, you know, if we have aught with our sister and our brother, we need to go to them. We need to get it right with them. Yes, we need to get it right with the Lord. Amen. We confess to the Lord, but we need to confess to one another. We need to say, sister, I know I want to, I talked about you. You know, you, you got pregnant out of wedlock and I, out of wedlock and I talked about you and I just, I just need to ask for your forgiveness. Our sister, please forgive me. Brother, you know, you've been sleeping around with this woman and that one, you know, and I talked about you. I mistreated you. You know, I turned my back on you when you needed me most. Brother, please forgive me. You know, we need to get it right. We need to get it right with our sisters and our brothers. We need to get it right with our family members. We need to get it right with our coworkers. We need to get it right with our spouse, with our children, with our siblings, whoever it is. If you have done odd against your sister and your brother, you have mistreated them. You have been the detrimental point in their life because you caused harm or because you caused injury, go back and get it right. Ah, get it right with them so that you can be free, so that the Lord can heal and deliver you, so that the Lord can fully use you like he wants to use you. Amen. So forgive yourself and then get it right with others. And we need to, you know, we need to forgive other people too. If someone has harmed us and y'all, some, some, you know, like I've never experienced sexual assault or rape. I don't know how that is. I do know people who have experienced those things. And that is just watching their, their life and watching the, the process that they went through to be healed and to be delivered. When you go through things like that, it really causes, um, detrimental or injury to your thought life and to your emotions and to your heart. I've seen it, you know, and, and that could be a hard thing to overcome and that could be a hard thing to forgive. But even in that, you know, we, we have, we have to forgive our attackers. You know, if you are experiencing abuse at the hand of your partner, your spouse, or a boyfriend or girlfriend, because sometimes women can be abusers too. I know it could be, uh, I, I can, I, I just can't imagine. It can be a hard thing to forgive. But even in that, God is saying that we need to forgive others, those who have hurt us, those who have harmed us, those who have mistreated us, those who have dragged our name through the mud, treated us like we were worse than the scum of the earth. We still have to forgive. Um, Colossians, uh, let me go to Matthew 18. Oh, let me go up a little further. Let me go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. It says, And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Because we have done some things that it may have been, the Lord may have looked at us and been like, woof. It's never hard for the Lord to forgive us. The Lord is going to forgive us. You know, make make no mistake about it. God will forgive us that we have caused some damage too. And But if we forgive, you know, others, God will forgive us. If we are harboring unforgiveness in our heart, you know, God can't work through that. God, God cannot fully heal and deliver us if there are toxins or poisons within us through unforgiveness. Amen. So forgive. Be tenderhearted. Be kind to others and forgive. Matthew 18, 15 through 18 says, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee. Oh, I did write it down. Here it is. Go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee two, excuse me, one or two more that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, Every word may be established. So here it is. If you have aught with your brother, go get it right with him. If you were the one that caused the harm, get it right. But if your brother caused harm, if your sister caused harm, go to the young. Because maybe they didn't know what they said hurt you. You know, maybe they didn't know what they said affected you. Sometimes we can say things to people and we, we really don't know what people are struggling with. We really don't know what people are going through sometimes. And we may say something to them that will trigger a, um, a memory or can trigger one of those detrimental points in their lives. So even if we do that, even if God reveals it to us like me, you know, God says, you know, daughter, son, what you said to that sister or that brother, it hurt them. And I need you to go get it right with them. Go get it right with them. You know, there was a situation with a family member um, when we were younger, and I teased this family member for the way that they were dressed. I did not know what was going on in their life, and I teased them about the way that they, and so I, when I found out what was going on and the 
the reason why they were dressed the way they were, I, I, I went back and I asked them to forgive me. I asked them to forgive me for teasing them because again, I didn't know that they were struggling or that they were going through or that they were in this situation. So I went and got it right with them. So if you have an ought against your brother, go get it right with them. Whether you're the cause of the ought or you're the receiver of the ought, according to Matthew 18, we need to get it right. So yeah, I've, I've had to get some things right a couple of times, y'all. <laughs> Let me just tell you, there's some things that I've done and said, all of us have, but I just I had to go get it right. Because again, I wanted my heart to be free. I wanted God to forgive me. I wanted to be healed in Jesus and whole and delivered. So I had to go get it right. Amen. Colossians 3 and 13. It says, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another and forgiving one another, yes. And if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things put on charity, which is a bond of perfectness. Amen. If you have a quarrel against anybody, get it right. Like, I, look, I got some stories, Rick. I got another story for you. So I met my father when I was 16. I met him for the first time at 16. Did not grow up with him. And I met him. I met his family, met his, uh, my, his other children. And we actually had a good time meeting them. And, and I dealt with, because my father wasn't present in my life, I dealt with abandonment issues. I dealt with some insecurities and fears. And I dealt with some anger, you know, just not having that second person, you know, in my life. And I had to get it right with my daddy. Like, it wasn't until I was in college, actually, <laughs> my freshman year in college, when I got it right with my dad. I, I will never forget, I was on the, the steps of North Carolina Central University. My dad had come to visit me. He was actually in Durham. He had come to visit me. And me, I mean, I had a shot and match with my daddy. I'm going to just tell you. Because there was some things. Y'all know Brenda did and Wayne to excel. She was like, I just, there's some things I just need to get off my chest. I just, there was just some things I needed to get off my chest. There were just some things that I needed to say to my dad um, based on the harm that I experienced because he wasn't there. And so I, we, 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 we went at it. <laughs> We did. We, we, I mean, we were. We went at it. But I said everything that I needed to say. I forgave my dad. My dad forgave me for some of the things that I said to him. Um, and not necessarily what I said. It's how I said it. Like I said it. Like it was really nasty. Like it really, really was. And I was like, you know, all those words were coming out because of my anger, because of my my insecurities, because of the abandonment, all that was coming out. But I still had to get forgiveness, you know. And once we quarreled. <laughs> We were able to forgive each other. And now I love my dad. I mean, I loved him then. I was just mad at him. But I love my daddy. We have a good um, relationship now. We, I'm about to say a good working relationship. But, you know, I've been working all day, y'all. So the mind, that work mindset. So, but we have a good, you know, father-daughter relationship. I call him dad. We call each other. We talk. We chat. You know, I can call him if I'm going through something. I can call him like, dad, I need your wisdom. I need your advice on this. So we have a good relationship now. But in order for us to have got into that good relationship, we had to forgive each other. <laughs> I had to admit that you hurt me, daddy. And then I had to forgive him. And again, I believe that he has forgiven me as well. And we have moved forward. We have pressed, we have forgot those things that were behind. I forgot that he abandoned me, that he wasn't there. And we have pressed forward. Amen. And we have a good relationship now. So yes, we forget. I'm telling you. And I and I can see the difference in myself, y'all. And you will too. When you release forgiveness, when you forgive yourself and release forgiveness to other people, it you will feel it. Like I felt it physically in my body when I released the anger and the resentment that I was harboring against people. My God, it was a it was a mental, uh, emotional. And physical healing for me when I released forgiveness and when I forgave myself as well. So, y'all, I'm telling you, you when, oh, my God, it's freeing. When you can forgive, forgiveness is one of the most powerful tools that we have against the enemy. I'm going to just tell you how I feel it. Love is a powerful tool against enemy and forgiveness because as long as we harbor that unforgiveness, the devil can use our heart and our emotions as a playground. We're angry at this person. The devil will play on that anger, y'all. I'm telling you, you living in fear. I got a fear story I might share with you in just a minute. You're experiencing fear, insecurity, shame, guilt, whatever it is, the devil will use that against you. But when we forgive, we can release 
all of that anger, release the fear, release the insecurity, release the shame and the guilt, just release. And it will, man, I'm telling you, you will feel lighter. You will feel so much better when you forgive. Amen. Amen. Matthew 6, 14, 15. I told y'all I had a lot of scriptures tonight. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. So again, and I spend a lot of time on forgiveness, y'all, because it's it's needed. Like some of us really are. We and we may have the residue of that unforgiveness within our heart. And let me tell you how you know you forget you have totally completely irrevocably forgiven somebody. When you see that person and when you don't feel any tweet any like something within some kind of emotion or some kind of reaction within your body if you don't experience that you have truly forgiven them like i do like i love my dad like i love my daddy there is nothing but love and respect for him right now whereas before again it was anger it was insecurity it was just like towards my dad but once i released that once i forgave him <laughs> It really freed me up and I love him. I love my father. And so when we, again, when we forgive, we, that for, that unforgiveness can be replaced with love. It can be replaced with respect. It can be replaced with peace. Hallelujah. It can be replaced with, with all, with joy, with, with, with everything that we need to be the full of who God has called us to be. So yes, yeah, so forgiveness is powerful. Forgiveness, as we've heard in Tyler Perry say as Medea, Forgiveness is not for the other person. Forgiveness is for you so that you can be free. Amen. So forgive. Okay, I don't spend a long time on forgiveness, but again, it's needed. Amen. Amen. So once we admit our wrongs or we admit how somebody has harmed us, when we look back at our detrimental points and we can we um, admit that we have been that we have experienced harm, that we have been injured, that we have experienced a loss, that we have been damaged in some way. Once we admit that and we we can forgive ourselves and forgive others, we need to just ask the Lord to heal us and deliver us. God, I've forgiven them. God, I've released the anger and the hurt. But God, but God, I need to still be healed. Like my heart is still broken. I'm still feeling some emotions. You know, my mind is still fragmented because that man talked to me. Like he just talked to me like I was a scum of the earth. He um, degraded me every chance he could, he could get. And so I don't have that self-esteem. I don't have that confidence. My mind is fragmented. I don't know if I'm, if I'm worth, if I'm uh, worth worthy or not, if I'm uh, a, a person of worth, you know, I don't know that because he has decimated me so bad. So, so God is saying that we need to be healed and we need to be delivered. We need that residue to be gone. We need to be the, um, we need to have the consequences of those decisions, the consequences, um, of those wrong turns that we that we've made, we need them to be healed, and we need to be delivered. Amen. So Isaiah fifty three and five says, "But he was wounded for our transgressions; he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed." God is able to heal all manner of sickness and disease. He is also able to heal our heart. He is able to heal our fragmented mind, and he is able to heal our broken emotions. God is not just a healer of the physical. He is a healer from the rooter to the tutor. Any area in our life where we need to be healed, God is that healer. He is a balm in Gilead. He will apply the right type of salve to heal the brokenness within our heart. He knows how to apply the right amount of healing, a healing ointment to repair the breaches that we have experienced in our lives. Hallelujah. So allow the Lord to heal you. Allow him to forgive you. Let him open up those wounds that you have just put a band-aid on, you know, I'm, I'm putting on a facade, I'm pulling on, putting on this mask and we have just, um, just allow the mask and the, the, um, facades like to be who we are. So we've like covered it up without letting the Lord get in there and get healed, you know, get in there and heal us. You know, I'm recalling a movie that I saw, um, 
I can't think of the name of it right now, but it was like set in the Western days. And one of the um, pioneers, he got a he got an axe. He accidentally got an axe in his um, leg, and so it opened up a deep wound. And so what one of the farmhands had to do is like like the wound was open, and they tried to treat it, you know, with with home remedies is what they had at that time. But it had got infected, and it showed like the darkness that was in that that in that wound. And so the farmhand was like, "Look, I need to be able to clean out this infection." so that the right healing ointment can be applied. Because see, you're applying ointment on top of all of this infection, right? That's what the farmhand was saying. But he said, I need to clean out the infection so I can apply the right balm, the right salve, the right ointment so that the full healing can take place. And sometimes we have that unforgiveness in our heart. We have the toxins and the poisons from the injuries and the harms that we've experienced. God has to, sometimes he just got to get in there. He got to uproot some things within us. He got to get the, he has to get the infection out. He's got to get the unforgiveness out, the shame, the guilt, the harm. God has got to get all of that out of us so that he can apply that healing balm, hallelujah, so that he can apply the healing salve, hallelujah, so that we can be fully healed in Christ Jesus so that we can fully experience the forgetting those things that are beyond and pre or, or that are behind and pressing to what is beyond. Amen. So sometimes we just got to lay on the operation table, y'all. And sometimes it hurts. When God starts dealing with our heart and dealing with our brokenness and dealing with our emotions and dealing with our mental mental state, sometimes it hurts. Oh my God. Because you know how, it, you know, you got a scab there. It, sometimes God just got to rip off the scab and just get in there and get out, you know, all of that gunk, all of that junk within us. So we need to allow the Lord to do that so that we can be totally healed, so that we can be totally delivered, so that we can be fully who God has called us to be. Amen. Amen. Galatians 5 and 1 says, stand fast. Therefore, in the liberty with, 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 wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Once God sets you free from that thing, once God sets you free from, from um, that, that abusive person, and once God sets you free from you know, fear, from insecurities, be not entangled with the yoke of bondage. You know, who caused the insecurities in your life? Maybe it was a friend. Maybe it was a family member. Sometimes we may have to separate ourselves from people to maintain our healing and our deliverance. Sometimes we have to let go of some people in our lives. Sometimes it, that might hurt too when you have to let people go, you know, but sometimes for our own health, we have to let people go for our own health. We have to say bye-bye. <laughs> for our own health, sometimes we have to separate from people. Sometimes we have to separate from situations. You know, when I was um, doing this teaching, I was thinking about um, like like people who... I, mm, I was thinking about like parties, you know, I remember going to a party when I was younger and there was alcohol at the party. All of us were underage drinkers, but there was alcohol at the party. And so I had to decide, am I going to drink or am I going to just be who I am and not, you know, um, submit to the peer pressure? Sometimes we may be in, a, in a, someone's house or be in a space or be at a party or somewhere where they might be doing drugs, you know, and we have to make a decision. Am I going to do this? Or am I going to be who I am and walk away? Sometimes we might have to walk away from some situations, right? It's not just walking away from people. Sometimes we just got to walk away from some situations. Sometimes it may be a business deal. They may be offering you $10.5 million for this business deal. But in that contract that you're looking at, there's some things that are not integritous. You know, there are some things that's going to cause you to compromise your integrity. And you might just have to walk away from that $10.2 million. You know, some things, some things we just have to walk away from because they are not for our betterment. They are not for our health. They are not for the good. You know, so sometimes we just got to walk away. No matter how good that woman or that man look, if they causing you harm, you might just have to walk away. No matter how good the loving is, if they are causing you harm, you might just have to walk away. No matter how much the money is, sometimes you just got to walk away. 
Nah, 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 nah. Hey, 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 goodbye. You might just have to say goodbye. All right, so we need to stand for, stand fast in the liberty and not be entangled by yokes of bondage. Once, once God gets you out of that situation or once God allows you to walk away from that situation, don't go back to that person. Don't go back to that situation. Don't go back to that contract. Re maintain your freedom. Remain free. Remain in the liberty in which Christ has made you free. Amen. And then James 4 and 7 says, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Psalms 107 and 6 says, then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them out of all their distresses. Amen. First John 5 and 45 is one of my favorites. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? When God sets you free, when God makes you an overcomer, when God causes you to triumph over that situation, stay free. Remain that triumphant person. Remain that overcomer. Amen. Do not be entangled by the yoke of bondage again. The Bible says, I don't know where the scripture is, but it talks about a dog returning to its vomit. Like who wants to go back to some vomit? That's just nasty, right? Well, think about it. Who wants to go back to an abuser? You know, who wants to go back to a situation where, um, where, where harm or injury may be caused, right? So I thank God for that scripture. And I thank God for this, uh, first John 5 and 14, we need to maintain our victory. Amen. And one, again, one way to maintain it is sometimes to walk away from people and to walk away from some things. So we need to ask the Lord to forgive us to heal us, to deliver us. I'm going to give you one more scripture, I think. Yep, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 6. This is another good one that I love. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Sometimes y'all, when we have said goodbye to that man or goodbye to that woman or goodbye to that business deals, sometimes our mind try to play tricks on us like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do without him? What am I going to do without her? You know, they pay my bills. They help me with my kids. What am I, what am I going to do without them? And those thoughts start to come. But 2 Corinthians says, cast down those imagination, cast down those, those thoughts. Don't let those thoughts of that good love and trip you up and cause you to go back to that person. Don't let the thought of that money trip you up and cause you to go back to that wrong business deal. Stay free. <laughs> Remain free. Walk in the liberty in which Christ has made you free. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So once we admit, once we, once we fess up on ourselves, once we're honest with ourselves, we can forgive ourselves, forgive others, and we ask the Lord to heal and deliver us, then we can get back. Once we've like checked those detrimental points and have um, gotten over or overcome those destiny points, we can get to Philippians, we can get back to, excuse me, we can get back to Philippians 3, 13 and 14. Brethren, I count not myself to ap apprehend it, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Once we forgive, we can forget those things that are behind. Once God heals us and delivers us, we can forget those things that are behind. Once we can admit and confess our faults and confess our sins and our wrongdoings, we can forget those things that are behind. And then what can we do? Verse 4, we can press toward the mark. Wait, let me go. Let me let me go back to 13. And reaching forth unto those things which are before I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore as many as be perfect be thus minded. And if anything ye be otherwise or in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. So once we admit 
forgive, get healed and deliver, we can go forth and do the things that God has called us to do. We can get it done in 2021. We can launch that business with no residue from our past. We can launch that ministry with no residue from our past. We can start that podcast or that broadcast or write that book or release that new music, hallelujah, with no residue, with no junk from our past. We can truly forget what has happened back then so we can walk in the newness that the Lord is calling us to in 2021. Let's get it done, y'all. Let's get the physical things done, but let's get this internal work done. Let us set ourselves before the Lord so that he can do the work within us that needs to be done so that we can be whole, mentally whole, emotionally whole, heart whole, which is our emotions, and physically whole. And sometimes we might need to get spiritually whole because some of the hurt and the harm that we have experienced may have happened in the church. You know, there are a lot of us, I have experienced church hurt. There are a lot of us who have, but we need to even forgive those leaders, even forgive those sisters and brothers, forgive them again so that we can be the new creation that Christ has called us to be. Amen. Amen. I was looking for that scripture because I thought I wrote it down, but I don't think I did. So we can be the new creations that God has called for us to be. Amen. So I'm just going to check the chat really quick. Um, oh my goodness. Oh, amen. God has to empty our cup of sin so he can fill it with the living water of salvation. Amen. Thank you for that comment. Yes, God's got to, oh my God, God has got to empty us out, empty us from the junk, from the unforgiveness, the guilt, the shame, the insecurity, the fear. Once God empties us, he can fill us with that living water of salvation. And with that living water, it can spring up and provide healing and provide deliverance and provide nurturing and provide encouragement even to other people. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much for that comment, Sister Wanda. Amen. So thank you so much for joining our Bible study on tonight. I thank God for you, for the listeners that are, are here live, and for those of us, or for those of you who will listen to the rebroadcast, I thank God for you. I speak the blessings of the Lord. I pray that you will take this word and allow it to marinate within your soul. I pray that you will allow the Lord to minister to your heart and your spirit. I pray that you will have the courage to admit those areas in your life that you need work that you need to be healed, that you need to be delivered, that you have wronged people. I pray that you will admit where others have wronged you so that the Lord can, can get in there and provide the healing that you need. I pray that you will forgive in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I pray that you will forgive yourselves. I pray that you will forgive other people. I pray that you will release them so that the, so that the Lord can release you and, and do the work in you that he wants to do. Hallelujah. I pray that you will allow the Lord to, to heal and deliver you, that you will just lay on the operating table and say, here am I, Lord. Provide the healing, provide the deliverance deliverance. God, work on me. Hallelujah. Be that potter on the potter's wheel and allow the Lord to put you back. I love that song. The potter wants to put you back together again. You who are broken, stop by. Hallelujah. The potter's house. Hallelujah. Give him the fragments of your broken life. My friend, the potter wants to put you back together again. That's some hawking right there. Tre Tremaine Hawkins. Get, look it up. Tremaine Hawkins. The potter wants to put you back together again. Hallelujah. But God is not going to force himself on you. God wants you to humble yourself before him. God wants you to bring your brokenness for before him. A broken spirit and a contrite heart. The Lord, according to Psalm 51, the Lord will not den deny. God wants you to bring your brokenness to him so that you can be healed, so that you can be delivered, so that you can be the full the full, whole, free individual that he desires you to be. Amen. Amen. So I pray that this word will sink down into your spirit. Hallelujah. So if you want to know more about the ministry, you can visit our website at www.befreeministries.org. Or, oops, that's not even right. It's BeFreeMinistriesNC.org. Don't even know my own website, y'all. 
BeFreeMinistriesNC.org. Amen, amen. And look, if nobody has told you, oh, before I tell you that, join us next month, the first and second sat, second um, Thursday for Bible study, the first and second Thursday at 6.30. We will see you then. Amen, amen. Look, so if nobody has told you that they love you, I love you. We at Be Free Ministries, we love you. This is Be Free Ministries, signing off.